Man, I'm going to be smiling from ear to ear. So you guys, look, happy Friday. All right. Um, if you all see me a little bit more happy than usual, just know it's because I am excited about the guest that we have today. Um, she inspires me in every aspect of life. I love the energy that she brings to every single circle. She is an educator. She is a, I'm going to call you a mother. No, you don't have any children, but let me tell you, she, she is a mother to a lot of um, light beings uh, in any space that she's a part of. She's a great business leader. She is a great encourager. She's a greater friend. But I love about her is she's not afraid to have difficult conversations because she is not a yes woman, but she is a woman that will um, inspire you to think bigger than the scope that we typically settle for. I like to say those things. There's certain people that come in your life, right? Where you're like, okay, God, I feel like we going to the top floor, right? And you feel like you're doing your thing. And then the elevator opens and you're like, oh, I'm still on the first floor. Oh, because God said, I want to take you higher, right? And so this is the thing that Miss Latasha has been able to do for my life. Uh, Latasha Timberlake is our guest for today. Um, this is the last interview that we have for our season one and how we got introduced is when I met her uh, she had invited me to come and speak at uh, Bill's Books and Boutique at the Ralph Ellison and I'm gonna let her tell the story about how we came about but she actually introduced me to Dr. Damon so she opened up a channel for us to be able to create Modern Manhood and Masterclass so if you guys ever wondered how did this happen right Miss Latasha brought us together and we created this platform that we didn't even think was even going to happen it was one of those things where you talk to somebody and i say hey i'm thinking about doing this and then she collaborated us and then we spoke and then this thing is just blown up so you all a lot of the impacts that you've been experiencing in your lives a lot of times you say hey thank you for doing this i want you guys to know that latasha played a big role in part in being able to provide the value that you guys have cherished even the women have been able to cherish and been appreciative is because of her. So welcome, 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 Latasha. Greetings, okay. greetings. Um, so for, for those who may not know you, tell us about you. Yes, yeah, so um, my name's Latasha Timberlake. Uh, most people call me Timberlake if you're here in Oklahoma. I'm born and raised on the east side of Oklahoma City. And I always include that because um, a lot of times what we forget is, you know, really understanding and being in the awareness of how your environment um, shapes you. And so, you know, when you meet a person, it's really good to know where they come from, not just the state, but also, you know, the particulars um, in terms of what their experience has been, because that helps groom them into the person that uh, you see today. And so um, through that path, you know, I was then led to, I'm a graduate of uh, Langston University, okay, um, Oklahoma State University. And I also um, hold a master's from uh, Mid-America Christian University. And the people that know me, they're really like, what? But um, that was a very intentional um, choice because I wanted to be able to see um, education um, taught from a spiritual space, right? Because I always knew that when you are teaching someone, because I, I, I know that I've always been a, an educator or a teacher, or um, sometimes we say master teacher, um, mm -hmm. but, I, I, but I think just to make it simple, a mirror, right? Oh, um, 
I know that I've always been that. And so in trying to understand that and understand who I am, um, I really like to simplify things. And so, you know, one thing about me is I try to make things very practical and simple. Um, I come from um, a very um, loving community. Um, I come from um, a space where, you know, I've had the opportunity and much gratitude for being able to travel um, around the world. Um, and I like to share that because another thing in terms of how we are being shaped goes back to the environment, right? Mm -hmm. And so the more that you expose yourself to different environments and cultures um, and ways in which you listen and ways in which you eat and, and engage with other people and the way that we move, um, you really begin to understand you know, who you are um, and everything else around you. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, so that's one of the words that we use, but yeah. I really just like to say I'm a woman of um, being able to allow myself to um, be led into the things that come to me, you know, um, for some it may be entrepreneurship, but for me, I just feel like everything that I do is just an extension of who I am, right? Absolutely. Um, and it may manifest into uh, these life-changing things or community-changing things and even like a physical monetary thing. Um, but it's really just me um, expressing, right, and being who I am in all of these different ways. Um, I would also say I, I'm just a lover of people and places and Man. culture and food and uh, sense and movement um, and stillness. Uh, but definitely, if, if I had to, like, just really tell people who I am, like, it's just really more so you decide when you meet me, right? Because every person that um, we come across, that exchange there is really about what it is that you see in that person. Absolutely. And how that person is reflecting, you know, who you are. And that's why I go back to the mirror, right? I love it. Yes. Man, I got a huge question for you. <laughs> yes. So Damon, me and Damon had this conversation and I was talking about the role that ego plays in life and how sometimes we find security in the constructs that we built for ourselves, even when mm -hmm. they prevent us from experiencing something that we truly desire. And something that I value about you is you know how to release and you know how to flow in the harmony of life in such a way that it seems like you have a different liberation than most people have. So, I mean, you've been, you've trained with monks before, right? Yeah. So that's different. I've never, <laughs> I've, I've met very, I think you're probably the only person I know that's trained with monks. And that's so outside of a traditional belief system of those who room that come up in the East side. Let's be, a, yeah. let's keep it a buck, right? Yeah. So what is it about you that's allowed yourself to freely be an expression of who you are? Like, how do you do that? You know, to be, I think if I had to like really articulate it, um, I think I've always been an explorer or sometimes we, you know, we may use the word nomad or, oh. um, we may use the word traveler. And so I think for me, because I've always had that number one intuitiveness mm -hmm. and wanting to explore and know more, I think that it has um, allowed me to not cultivate as much fear in my life. Right. Mm. And so when you're able to have that balance of not having fear, um, and I'm not talking about like just being afraid or being scared, but fear in the sense of putting limitations on yourself. Um, you open yourself up to the things that come to you. 
you know, one of the things that I know is that everything is existing, like everything is living. And so if something is coming to you, it's trying to interact with you just as if you're trying to interact mm. with something to, you know, um, make your life better or do, you know, like it's trying to evolve as well. And so for me, um, it has just really been a life about as those things come, really um, allowing them to um, be what they need to be as well, you know, and, and understanding that when I choose these different things that really may seem unorthodox or different, um, it really may not be. It's just that I'm just showing like what it is everybody can do. Mm-hmm. you know and and i and i know that there are many of us that are here to do that to help us remember and Ooh, know we that are. we all have that ability because we so many other things are happening and being distracted because everything else is trying to exist and live as well um is that a lot of us are i guess we're back of a lack of um or for a better explanation my apologies it would say being activated yeah i like um, it so you're saying basically the thing that you long to achieve also has a desire to live as well. Yes. That's powerful. Yes. You, through, you know, through you and with you and, yeah. you and by you, right? And because yeah. of you. Yeah. That, that yeah. speaks, um, <laughs> first of all, the, the first word <laughs> that needs to come out of my mouth right now is thank you. Yeah. Um, absolutely. <laughs> no, thank so you. Much. Yeah. It, and it's funny gracious. because I know you all talk about like, how did this come about? And I really think about like the things that happen in my life. And so like, even with you, Damon, I think about like, oh, that's why I met him then. Like it was for now. It really wasn't about like what was happening then, right? But that was like the introduction in order for the thing to continue to evolve, to become what it is. And so, you know, um, I just knew that I was supposed to introduce you all. I, I saw something um, within both of you and really, Damon, for you, when I saw you working with movement and working with moving energy and then having a conversation with Donnell about, you know, like his passion and the, um, the way that he really, you know, is very interested in wanting to not just understand metaphysics or teach metaphysics, but become it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I saw those two and I was like, and then I actually saw a vision of you two together. And so that's why I sent that, you know, communication, because that's also a part of what I'm supposed to do, right? Be this person to bring um, people together to really serve in their highest self. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's how that, that's how that came. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when awesome. I saw it, I was like, oh, that's the thing. Okay. Yeah. It, it makes me right? think about, it makes me think about kind of what Dalian and I saw as kind of our mission and one of our, the foundation of what we're doing with what we see modern manhood as. Mm -hmm. As men, we are, society and life tells us and even let's face it uh, at, at the center of some of us is that need to build things like I need to make things concrete make things sound and we interact with people like you who who talk about the power of the flow and and mm. you said something earlier um, when you first um, you know started talking with us and how you allow yourself to be led mm -hmm. And that's a space that for a lot of us men, that's a hard thing to do yeah, because yeah. being led in life versus taking on the what we see as the responsibility and what society tells us always is your job is to build and to secure 
and to store, how do we find that balance? What is, help us to, to really find better flow in that. Well, I, well, the first thing is you have to um, denounce mm. that in which you think you know, right? In terms mm. of what you've been believed, um, instead of thinking you know it, like really know it. Right. And, and, and what has happened is that, and for this is for men and women, you know, we have been given a life curated in belief. And what happens with belief is that you belief has to be given to you and practice in order for you to, so they keep continuously giving you this, put it in a book, put it on TV, somebody saying it, they put it in a culture, put it in a song in order for you to get it. But you're already a knowing being of all things. Right. Right. So you don't have to continuously tell me something in order for me to believe it or have it. So I have to denounce that way of thinking and being and existing and just really understanding and knowing like who I really am in the greater space, even if I don't understand what that is. Because yes. the thing is, you don't understand it just because you haven't practiced it because you've been practicing everything else. Hmm. So once you allow yourself to be open to it, everything that you need is going to come. And in a lot of cases, it's already there. Absolutely. One of the things that I share with a lot of people, especially when I'm doing um, coaching work with clients, is really begin to look around your house or where you're living. Everything about you is there. Everything that you're interested in. When you go into a store and something catches your eye, like it's catching your eye for a reason. You know, um, I remember one day sitting in my house and I was just looking around and I just started cracking up because I realized like in that moment, like how really dope I was. I was like, man, I have this sunroom with all these plants and these skeletons there because I'm learning about the body and I'm learning about how different herbs and plants heal. And then in this other room, you know, I have this old English desk. And it's, you know, it's very business-like. And then in this other room, I have all these beautiful art pieces. And I have, you know, and I just started cracking up. And I was like, I've been showing myself and telling myself who I am this entire time. Yes. And so really when I began to embrace that, it really allowed me to be led in a sense because what, what we see is when you were, when you, someone tells you you're being led, you think it's taking away your power, but that's it. Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. What I tell you, Damon, didn't I just say that? <laughs> say that again. Say it again. I, I, yes. I just told you. I said, man, it's it's we never we never like evaluate the constructs that's been built within our belief system. And and we don't under, realize that it can, it can be a hindrance. Yeah. And sometimes we can pass up some really amazing relationships because they do mirror aspects of ourselves, but we don't take the time enough to get grounded to evaluate them clearly. Mm -hmm. And, and really just think about some of the stories that were told in Christianity and mm -hmm. Islam and, you know, Buddhism and um, Judaism um, and, and Taoism. Like mm -hmm. there's always been somebody that led somebody to their greatness, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you really think about and even though we know stories get changed and saturated, but like yeah. whatever, you know, at the end of the day, the truth in it is that many different people, many different things, sayings. It could be you're walking and you see um, a squirrel and then it makes a movement that you may think is, you know, kind of peculiar and you turn and look. And then the next thing, you know, there's a sign that you need it for something else. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's following to being led. Right. But if you're in a resistance space of, of like, you know, I have to do this like that. When you say, I like, that's the ego. Mm -hmm. And not saying that that's also a negative thing because that also helps you, especially when you begin um, to what I like to say, live in it, because you have to have, sometimes in teaching, we talk about um, giving the misconception in order for you to really um, know and learn the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing what it is not, right? And so sometimes even in the, the ego, is playing its role as well in order Absolutely. for you to see, you know what I'm saying, what it's like when it when you don't have the ego in it. There you go. I like it. So yeah, the best form of expansion happens through contrast. You can't understand the nature of one thing without seeing it from the opposite end of it. Yeah, especially when you're not ready to see it. Um, mm. But but there 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 is opportunity to like just get there, you know. And I'm in one of those spaces now in my life where I am, you know. I tell people like, I don't need the things anymore, you know, because a lot of times, especially when we're going through certain things, people may have tangibles or um, a crystal or, you know, a, mm -hmm. a, a prayer group or a this or a that, you know, and all of, and all of those things are great, um, but they also all serve a purpose and you don't always have to continue to hold on to them. And sometimes right. people um, become stagnant and really been in their greatness because they're still holding on to something that just should have been for a short time mm. continuously. So then they grow into that. So now I'm stuck into to this, this small thing where it should have been even greater, but I, I did, I, I didn't did. let, you know, I didn't let it go because I thought that it was um, the all cumbersome. I have a great example of that. So one of my um, business mentors is Sharina Perry. And I don't know if, if you all know. Yeah, I do know her. Utopia. So, Utopia Plastics. Yeah. Yes. And so she told me something um, not too long ago. And she was like, how's everything going? And I said, I mean, it's moving quickly. And, you know, um, I was having this um, sort of an anxiety a little bit because I things were for what I thought to be complete. Right. It's like you start something, you finish it. But one of the things that she told me to come into awareness is that sometimes that thing was just there for the activation. It was never mm. meant to be completed to whatever you thought it was going to be. It was just opening the door yeah. for the greater thing. So, that's and that happens with us too as well. Yeah. So people, that's a know. tough space. So that's aware a, of that. that. Thank you for that. Cause that's You're a welcome. tough space that, that we are exploring. So in our man cave and it's a group for men only, but yeah. we explore so much of what that looks like because in in trying to kind of meet that image of strength and 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 stoicism where we're like immovable as men we get in that space and we're yeah. stuck and we don't see that sometimes like you said that space and that door that opened for us was not for us to to build our house on right, on that right, space but right. just to allow us to move into the next yeah. or be the woman you were to marry you know, or the woman you were to have children with, or the job you were supposed to have, you know, or the car that you thought you loved, you know, it was yeah. just for that, yeah, for that time, yeah. To open up spaces and things to, to move, to move into where your life is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's getting back to the journey. I think we forget mm -hmm. about life supposed to be a journey and we identify the attachments of what we have in life is who we are. And then mm -hmm. you come to this, this, this phase in life where you're like, oh, I'm, I am supposed to go from believing to knowing. 
But that that means that I have to long no longer hold on to things that, that don't serve me and be willing to say it's okay. I think depending on your atmosphere and your surroundings, that can be difficult. So that's why a lot of times I got to go and do stuff. I'm like, I got to go and get away from the norm, right? Just to mm-hmm. see it clearly and get grounded enough to be like, is this really me? You know, mm-hmm. is this is this really who I am? And then challenging the role to say, hey, what role is ego playing in my life? Is it really motivating me to take action? Or is it saying, look, this is what we've been doing. Why would you want to change this pattern when yeah. we're we're doing okay here? So yeah. and and it's you know, it's an everyday, even at times moment to moment um occurrence. You mm-hmm. know, because all things live like everything. Yeah. Um, even time is that. a living thing. So um we have to I tell people all the time like we're so used to like a beginning and an end because that's what we've been told forever, right? So everything that we come into um, interaction with, we create this sense of time of like it's beginning and it's ending instead of mm. like it's just all moving, you know, fluidly. And when we, um, even in our own practice and trying to, you know, become who we are and live in our truth and be in our highest self, um, we have that challenge and I tell people all the time, like there is no thing where it's like, oh, now I'm healed. Right. Because it's a continuous process. Cut yourself today and your body is still going to be healing it, whether you have a cut or not, like your body is continuously in healing, whether you are actively seeing it in a a physical manifestation or not. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you really become aware of like the things that are just really plainly happening, like I cannot, this is just what happens to my body. Right. I cut it. It starts to heal on its own. When it's not healing well on its own, then I know that there's something internally happening and something not connecting because it's naturally supposed to do that. Mm. So that if that happens within, it has to happen without. Outside, so then right. When I Absolutely. take those same principles of the things that I know that are happening organically, right? Without any type of thing that I'm doing, interference. Right. So then it's like, I start applying those same principles to the outside world. You know what that is? That's trust. Yes. That's what that is. So I, I had this talk with Damon. I said, bro, think about this. It took 13.8 billion years for the universe to usher in the reality that we have today. It did it independently. We didn't have anything to really do with it, right? Like it rains, harvest happens now we do have an uh, uh i think we do play a role in it but for the most part all of this intelligence has been developed over time had its own blueprint despite it's us still here. Yeah. and it and it did a dang good job and it comes back it never right. ends right because the, right. so the same this and i don't want to get too far off but the same intelligence it takes to have Tesla and self-driving mm. cars and different things like that is the same intelligence that you use to do other things that can be done mm. without physical interaction. So I don't want to get in. No, we taking it there. That. Listen, but I'm just saying, saying, let's right? do it. You yeah, know, let's so, do because it. Because people always talk about how things are a mystery and how did this come about? And, you know, who, the number one thing questions. is who built the pyramids? You know, they yeah. always ask that. And I'm thinking the same intelligence that. Yep. It's everything like it's not it's nothing different yes. but you know we want this we want this um i don't know this story of theirs you know this thing that we cannot be but we can 
right. we are so, it. Exactly. And, and like the space where you're in is such a beautiful freeing space to, yeah. like you said, not just be led, but to be a mirror. Yeah. I heard you talk about mentors. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a question that we've got um, that one of the brothers wrote and he said, you know, he asked who some of your key mentors are like through your journey. But I want to take that a little bit deeper. How do you choose mentors? How do you decide and, and figure out, is this a person that mm -hmm. I need to be a part of my tribe to get where I say I want to go? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times um, I say that. I don't know, I, I guess I've chosen I've chosen them but they've also chosen me right because it's an exchange so I think about for example um someone I know that you know very well and I love dearly you know I think of Mr. Pitts you know um and he yes. was um and still is you know whether he's not with us physically one of my mentors and what brought us together was the language of writing mm. right and um with him, what happened, I, I, I believe our first interaction was um, getting ready for a meeting to travel to Africa. And um, it was just it was just us talking and it was like, I saw something in him, he saw something in me. And it was like an instant connection. Or I think about uh, um, one of the, the, the sisters in Hawaii, you know, I go to Hawaii, I'm there, to farm, okay? And of course, a lot of times when you go places, you have one thing you, Intention. you think you're gonna, yeah. Right. And so the day I get there, it's pouring down raining. I get to my cabin, there's this beautiful peacock, you know, at my door. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. It's raining, usually peacocks, they'll go nest or hide. He's just, you know, on the door. And then later that day, they're like, oh, we're having a culture class. So I get to the class and of course it is like the, um, for lack of a better explanation, like the priestess of the tribe there, you know, and she's talking about um, some culture things from native Hawaiian culture. And we just instantly, you know, you could tell, sometimes with people you can like feel like a energy Attraction. space. Yeah, yeah, when you're around them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we just kept, you know, looking, making eye contact, different things. And so when it was over, we began to just talk. And so instantly she was like, oh, this is why you're here you're really here to meet me, right? Um, so I have a lot of situations like that that happen in my life. Um, but, I, but, but I say you see yourself and they see you. They see themselves in you as well, yeah. Yeah. I like the, I like the term affinity. Yeah. Mm. We say, yeah. you know, we yeah. say attraction, we say energy, but when we use, I like the term affinity because it, it, for most of us, you know, in just the common language, that we speak affinity doesn't attach kind of gender value it doesn't attach romanticism to it but it speaks mm -hmm. to just the the proximity of and the unity of energy yeah. and if we allow ourselves to really see that and really feel through what that affinity is and not be immediately afraid of it because of different re different things and this is a space that um, we've had conversations with um, within our group and our, our, our foundation as working with men is there's often trouble that comes with these affinities 
that are we're fearful of turning into relationships between us or when we're like we're in a relationship mm. with someone and now the fact that there's an affinity between me and this woman who we're literally just meeting in a public space now all of a sudden threatens our relationship but being able right. to come to a space where we can acknowledge that that's an affinity this is not a romantic attraction but there's something there that speaks to to mm. what we may need to do in this world of mm-hmm. how we can give and serve is something that we really have to become better at, at honestly seeing and respecting. And mm-hmm. I, you, I, I hear you that that's a space that you have really yeah. allowed yeah. to blossom your life. That's and awesome. our, our love power has been watered down, right? So it's been watered mm. down and compartmentalized and mm. uh, what I like to call um, unreal situations in order for us not to be able to live in that. So if I'm a woman, and I have this affinity and this ship, I like to just say ship with this other man, you know, I've already been very consumed that like, I have to like him in a, only this one kind of certain way. That's right. the only type of thing that I know. So then, then that's what it is. So then, oh my God, you know, or he like me. And I had to tell a, an older gentleman one time, he was like, um, he was wanting to do some business stuff, but then, you know, just some of his actions were different. And he was like, um, I'm too, uh, you too young for me. He sent this message and I just started cracking up. And so I just politely said, the reason why I'm not engaging with you is, is because of that. It's not because of that. It's because we're not along. Right. Yeah. So it's like, he was taking it to a place that I wasn't even thinking of. Right. I just already knew in terms of like the business that he was trying to conduct was not in align with what I'm here to do. Right. Right. But then that, let that, right there let me know like with him he only had that small construct of what an exchange and a ship is mm-hmm. that dealing with it sometimes it's not even the opposite sex just another person right right it doesn't even have to have a um a gender role you know absolutely um, mm-hmm. attached to it you know we just really do not know how to live and cultivate um and sustain ships that are you know healthy and that are right. um, coming from um, what I like to call um, agape, real unconditional. Absolutely. You know, not not even the definition in which we understand, but in a space of like when you really understand that all things are existing One. together for yeah. the betterment of everything. Right. That kind of love, you know. Yeah. And you know, I explained to um, you know my friend the other day is that when um, when people have exes so to speak and then they speak to another ex and the person they're currently with has a problem with that and I said mm-hmm. then that person really doesn't understand the love that you two have because one thing like love is beautiful in that way that just because my um exchange with that person has changed doesn't mean the love you right know what I'm saying it's gone because that's something that's real and it's not a romantic love that's a love and like I have spent time and experience with this other human being right. and I have a real care for them right you know? and that is and that is something that is real that is something that happens you right see it in the animal kingdom all of the time where you know different people come in and out of herds and packs and different things like that and there's no um um hatred towards it because i was telling somebody the other day i was watching this show i saw a lion screw three four different lioness you know what i'm saying and right. they're all still moving around together but they look at that it's something different. It's not a, you know, it's it's them cultivating, you know, and I'm saying that pack and right. hurting and continuing the lineage. It's not like he out here screwing a whole bunch of different women and different things like that, but they working together. So when people begin to talk about polygamy and all these other kind of things, 
if you're not mentioning that kind of stuff, then then you are doing that other thing. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Those type of constitutes were built for that, not built because it makes you your ego look good because you have four and five different women. Right. right. I think it's going back to having the basis of understanding the nature of relationships. Yeah. Right. A lot of times we engage in relationships, but you never evaluate what is the nature of this relationship? What is this yeah. supposed to mean for my life and for my journey? And for my experiences, but I think what you're doing is looking at it as an aspect of co-ownership. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look at relationships is like, okay, what do I desire to create? You know, what does this person desire to create in their life that's going to bring fulfillment? Because I understand that if I'm thinking on that level, then it alleviates all the prejudices, mm-hmm. it alleviates the, all the judgments, but it also comes with a certain compassion and courtesy that is necessary for building a healthy relationship. Yeah. But I think that also means understanding what healthy even looks like. Can we keep it a buck? Because I know my upbringing um, and I didn't always even grow up seeing a healthy relationship. I didn't grow up with, you know, healthy relationship with my parents. Um, A lot of times when I had other relationships, I engaged and started before I even had an aspect of thought what health looked like until I got with my wife. And she had a different perspective on how things should look when it came to family, right? And so I think that's awesome to say that, but let's talk about lessons in your life, lessons in your life that has allowed you to be able to grow beyond the norm of how you've been raised and what role did it play in your life when it comes to doing the things you've done? Because you've achieved some pretty big goals. (laughs) Sometimes I have to think about that, like, oh yeah, this is why I'm tired. It makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say the number one, the number one lesson, and I and um, this was even spoken over me when I was probably like six or seven years old, um, is patience, mm-hmm. um, and understanding that just because something, just because you don't see something happening, doesn't mean it's not happening. Mm. You know, uh, we are we are, a lot of times we are so fascinated with the physical manifestation of things. Um, that we feel like something isn't going on or something isn't happening, um, but it's, it's, it's already happening. And I, and I think about it in this way. Um, and that's why I use gardening, right? It's one of my communication tools. Um, you have a seed. So that could be a person. Mm-hmm. You have a soil. That could be a person. You have water. That could be a person. You have the sun. That could be a person, right? So all these different things have to come together, right? In order to create what was once just this small little seed that then turns into this huge collard green plant, right? Mm. That is then not only food for you, but also for other, other species and other bugs. And then the thing about it is from that, it can go dormant and then it comes back again. So you have this cycle that continues on whether you want it to or not. So when you begin to understand patience, you understand that you really don't have to worry about um, what's going to happen because in time, everything is going to happen that's supposed to happen anyway. But the thing is that we um, prematurely um, stop things or it didn't, you know, it just wasn't going the way that I wanted to. So then I'm done with it, you know, instead of really back to the flow, allowing them 
um, to be what they are. And now I tell people all the time, they're like, oh my goodness, you should be speaking to millions and thousands and you should be da da da. And I think, and I tell them all the time, I do do that. You know, I've been all over the world. Yeah, man. Like I've left, I've spoken to people like all over the world and those people have spoken to people and they have spoken to people and they have spoken to people, right? It may not look right in the physical manifestation of what you may be used to seeing, but I've done that. I do that all of the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you, you just answered a question. So, so we're watching it and we've got some uh, folks who are on questions, the yeah. watching this okay. live and okay. they're asking questions and you quite literally just answered a question I was about to ask. And, okay. and Jamel asked, how, do, how, do, how does an individual learn how to cultivate a relationship if they are still learning what healthy relationships look like? And, and for me, what I just heard is, is in that beautiful analogy of gardening, mm. of, of cultivating with your hands from the seed to the water, to the soil. And then you talk about patience being at the center of that. That's it. Like that, mm -hmm. that's not the answer. Tell me I'm wrong. But, but is that, is that how you see it? To yeah. answer that question? That, that's, that's where I, that, and that's where it is for me now too. Yeah. Just living in that. And, and I'm, you know, I'm just doing this life experiment and see, I'm like, I'm just going to see what happens. And I just, you know, wait for it. <laughs> do you do you intentionally experiment with things in your life i do sometimes yes i do yeah yeah that's part of it yeah i do just to say like hmm. okay let, i want to know what this um but part of that too also helps me um especially when i'm interacting and engaging with others because one thing that i do know that um came to me as an educator is that not everyone learns in the same way, right? Mm -hmm. So for me as a teacher, I have to be able to have multiple tools and multiple ways in which I help people. And so if I may not naturally have something, right? I have to also go and seek the knowledge and understanding mm -hmm. in order to share it with someone else. So for example, if I am working with someone and they are wanting to, for example, start a business. I'll just go there because that's really heavy right now because of the energy of all this, but that's another conversation. So somebody wanting to start a business and it may not necessarily be their path, but just through subliminal engagement, you know, they want to start a business. I have to be able to um, reach that person in order for them to find their own aha moment right because it's just like your parents can tell you any and everything and you still don't listen because it's it's your path it's your life that's why right. we have that resistance that's why that occurs but we never really talk about that it's just we just been it's been articulated to us as being disobedient and not right but you're like you're in contrast because you too have a great mind you too right. have the ability you know what i'm saying to guide and lead but that's another conversation but yeah. back to where i was <laughs> Um, sometimes I do that just in order to have other skill sets, I guess, so to speak, um, to help other people come into their own. Okay. Yeah, I've noticed that sometimes um, you may have to step out and be inconvenienced oh, yeah. because it's not always about the attaining the goal, but it is about the person that you become by pursuing the experience. Yes, because that it's all an exchange. Oh, absolutely okay. no that's that's right absolutely so, so if right. i'm working with someone right um it's a ship 
So even if I'm a coach or a mentor, like we are still exchanging, we are still becoming this thing together, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So just as much as I am giving, I am also taking in. Right. And a lot of people, sometimes they were like, uh, especially when you are a coach, mentor, I mean, even, you know, even as a, a physician, you get this, like you take on yeah. the energy of the other people with whom you have been interacting. And so sometimes, you know, you have to intentionally create these situations in order for you to be able to um, keep your own grounding and be responsive, you know, for them. Yeah. It's the law of prosperity, giving yeah. and receiving. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I like it. Man, like let you, me see. Somebody really had a value push. keeping that in balance. I'm like sorry. Give, it sounds like you keep that in balance well, yes. the giving and the receiving. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's reciprocation. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Kwame said, how do you know if you never give it time or opportunity to nurture or develop? So if he's talking about, are you talking about the idea of creation and in regards to goals? It'll come back. <laughs> it comes back. If something was supposed to be and you did it prematurely, it will come back. Remember, it's trying to exist as well. I like it. But, but sometimes it, it, it does find a new uh, owner. That's why a lot of times when you put thoughts out and you put things out and if you don't do it, it's going to find somebody to do it. Facts. Yeah. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. Let me ask you, how do you respect cycles, fam? Sometimes the thing about it, it's tough for us to move on. Let me know, fam. Like, I don't know how much time my edge I've got. There's going to come a time when it's time for me to let go. All right. How do we let go? It, you know, that is like one of those things that are always there. And I think the, the main thing, like, I don't, when I feel, when I feel that being said, um, one of the things that comes up is actually being able to move through resistance. So instead of how to let it go, what is keeping you holding on to it? I like it. That's a great question. So really thinking about, okay, so what is it about this hair? that I'm, you know, that is causing me to continue to hold on to it when it's showing me that it wants to do something else. Yes. I, I That's love great. How beautifully, you put the work into yeah. figuring that out. Yeah. Because That's it's, great. It's so easy to focus on the hair. Oh, the hair is not doing this. So it's not moving that way. It's not growing this way. When we need yeah. to realize where our attachment to it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have to do the work to look at self. And this is where this is where when you say you're a mirror, like that's what that means. How is the attachment serving you? How is the attachment serving you? Well, what is the attachment? Yeah. Is what I'm hearing you say. What is the attachment? What is, <sighs> it, is it really it? just the hair, or is it is, just? Is, I think a it's a per perception of acceptance. It could be that. It could be. It's definitely ego because it. I mean, if you get down to the underlying thing, it's like, is it really you? No, there's so much more to you than what's being presented every day in the world. But think about this. We have been like, they have wigs for men now, right? So that men can keep a hold of this hair thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so they can have a certain look and the ways and all that. And of course it's beautiful and all of that. But when I really think of, atonement and people really rising every man or woman that i've seen that is in their highest they don't have hair they don't i was so, thinking about that yeah i was so really thinking about really that. think about like where where we are when we really come into ourselves 
Mm-hmm. You begin to release the things that no longer serve. It doesn't matter what it is. Facts. You know? you know, and everywhere that I've lived, you know, everywhere that I've been, you can look at your grandfather, your grandmother, like they show you, you know, and, and but the beauty is if for me, if it's happening when I'm younger, that's that means you're on a different trajectory. You're getting it sooner than later. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, that's so interesting. Um being able to analyze the power and authority that we give to compulsions sometimes, the physical attachment, but not realizing the role that it plays in our life, the experiences that it keeps us from uh, having in our life, the happiness, the stress. You know, I was telling Damon, um, when I spoke at UCO at the Black Summit, one of these kids, he came to me and he said, hey man, I got this problem with guilt. And he had to be like 16. He says, man, my parents, they get upset if I I make a B. I gotta make A's. Or they get upset. And he says, it really makes me sad. And I hold on to this guilt. And I had to ask him, I was like, is that serving you? And he says, he says, no. I said, does it feel good? He says, no. And I said, are you doing your best? He says, yes. I said, is that good enough for you? And he said, well, I think it's good enough for me. I was like, okay, listen, this is the deal. You can't match the idea expectation of everybody else because sometimes it can be unrealistic. Now, the underlying is they want you to be your best because they want to protect you and they want you to have a greater quality of life. That is good. But I was like, who's holding on to the suffering? And he's like, well, I am. I was like, can you give your permission, give yourself permission to let it go? If you're doing your best, if, is that good enough? He's like, yeah. And I was like, because look, you're going to go through cycles in life of growth. This is not going to be the final chapter of your book, but it will be if you decide to stay on that page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for him, it was like, man, I needed somebody to give me permission to say it's okay to, to go past this expectation. Mm-hmm. And I think that was all I had. Yeah. Well, beautiful, beautiful. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, when we talk about kind of moving past those spaces, um, Latasha, when we hear like just Hawaii and spending time with monks and the monastery and other places, what has brought you back to Lillian great Timber question Farms because oh, i was so excited <laughs> to see to see i'm like what is this i'm so for those who don't know i'm not in oklahoma oklahoma's home for me um i'm in atlanta but seeing you know with with um with staying connected on social media and seeing this grow and watching this this past year just as far as i've seen it yeah. tell us about this because this is this is a beautiful yeah. home, homecoming yeah so you know I had to come into the knowing to being okay with well, this is where my ship landed. That's kind of how I articulated it. Um, so I actually went to Hawaii to learn a farm because I was planning to live there. You know, I wanted to oh. still be um, technically in the States, but still be out of the States. And so I went, I actually went and visited a lot of different places Um, in Hawaii. It felt good. Like I saw me there. And so I was actually, I had come home to like get all my things and I was going to move and COVID hit. And so um, I'm a person of, uh, I don't believe in circumstances. And I just don't say that as a phrase. Um, I know there aren't circumstances. I know that everything is happening however it's supposed to happen. And I don't try to define those things or create Mm. something else about it. I just let it be whatever it's going to be. And so when I was here, I was like, well, I want a farm and I want a garden. Like that's, you know, that's where I I was at um, in that time. 
And um, I remember, I think when I was in Indonesia, maybe the first couple of months I was journaling. And a lot of times I go back to old journals and um, I went back and I was like, oh, Lillian Timber Farm. So I had already written it out and created it on paper um, almost three years prior to it actually happening. And so I had a friend that had a lot over on the east side. And I, you know, when I got back home, I was hearing about the um, food injustice and different things like that, you know. But for me, I lived through it. Like it's right. not new, it's mm -hmm. not just happened, you know just people that can make money off of it and use it for another purpose. It just came into their well-being, but shit, we were eating commodities for years. That's a disparity. That's a food injustice. Man, right but that's God. another story. So um, <laughs> my friend had this a lot. And so I said, you know, I'm going to garden it. And uh, so I created the not-for-profit, got some friends together um, to be my board members and to be honest, I just really started planning and it has really just grown into what it is. You know, um, we change the business plan every few months because it's, you know, it's, it's growing into its own thing. Um, but the main purpose is really utilizing these gardens and food as a way for people to really understand um, wellness um, from an internal space not yeah. from what is on a shelf or what you can buy in a video, but understanding it, you know, from you and how what we put in our body um, really cultivates what our wellness is. Mm -hmm. And even though we may not have the best foods, you can grow something yourself because when you grow that yourself, like you're putting that back into you. Um, and even if I can just do that with one little cherry tomato that somebody picks off, um, one of the vines, then, you know, that's how we do it. Yeah. Awesome. But it, it's, it's growing. Like we, the, uh, I see, I see agrotourism coming. So it's going to be this huge thing. Yeah. I'm and it started with how, a couple of raised beds. How it speaks to just everything you said up to this point is being able to be led by your passion, but by by what is happening around you and being able to flow with it. You said your business plan changes every couple of months. And yeah, like that yeah. would scare the hell out of most <laughs> people about what they do and who they are and what, what it yeah. represents. And so that is so beautiful and wonderful. Yeah, because I mean, how can I really know what's going to, you know, I mean, because we are really in this space of really building huge community and understanding that community is not defined by a neighborhood. Community is defined by Man, the people that yes. come together. And we have people that travel as far as Norman and others, uh, UConn. And you know I mean, that's 30 minutes just to come um, to the garden, you know what I'm saying, to continue to create this space for everyone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yes. Walk, walk us through like the art of creation. Because you like it sounds like you're big on manifesting things and allowance and leaving space for that. There's been some times when I reached out to Timberlake and said, hey, I know somebody's looking for mentorship. And she's like, hey, to be honest, I would love to, but I don't have space for it. Mm -hmm. So you you know what's for you and you don't have a problem with setting boundaries around the things that you long to achieve. So walk us through that. So. Um, I, I will say that in the past, I would have articulated like manifestation, like being its own thing. Um, but now in my experience and the way that I am seeing things happen, um, especially through 
Lillian Timber Farms is that it's not something separate that you have to do. It's already there. Mm. Like everything, it's already there. And it's you just, again, taking one step each day. You know, like I think about even like with the man cave, how it was just started with a few words and the text of, hey, I think you too you know, need to meet and have a conversation. And I'm not sure what those early conversations were like between the two of you, but mm -hmm. just from seeing how things have grown, like it has just naturally, right? Maybe started small and we're just going to meet with a couple of folks and see Then I see like you all are having live events and guest speakers. And then, you know, this is happening and that is happening. And so for me, um, I, 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 I would articulate in words that um, the creation or the manifestation is that you just pouring into whatever that thing is that you want to in some kind of way every day, mm. you know? Um, so for example, if, if it's a garden, it may be me making a phone call or responding to an email with the intention of this is going to continue to grow. It may be with, you know, my life coaching work. Someone has reached out and me even saying a no, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I'm still living in that truth of it. And so it's going to continue, you know, to grow. So um, for me, I would say that it's that because we all are um, naturally creators, you know. Absolutely. Now, women, we, you know, as, as females, just because of the way that we are structured, you know, we do have. Um, for lack of a better explanation, maybe more power in the space of birthing. You right. know, that's why when men and women get together, it's unstoppable because, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> and that's why sometimes, you know, like you said, for women, we may not actually have to physically birth to birth, right? Right. And I tell people all the time, like I, I, I could birth one or two children or I can birth millions yes right? you know wow. what I'm saying? so <laughs> wow. um so for me that is you know one of the things and I would probably close with saying so this is what came to me for this group um is that one of the words that's being used a lot is projecting like what is it you're projecting mm, or people yeah. are you're projecting your stuff onto me and what is happening is that it is um we're feeding it but we're feeding it in the wrong way because if I'm talking about the negative projection that someone don't be projecting your stuff on me like you're here that are mm -hmm. you're projecting but begin to project light right because that's what mm. a pro projectors do yes right so you can you if you're going to use projection use it, use in, the right it way. in a way which right. a projector does in making something bigger and greater right for people right. to see so wow. that's what was given to me for this group um just being mindful of of um using and understanding that you know pro like you don't project your stuff under me you know i love that yeah that's talking about accountability a lot and being able mm -hmm. to look at the areas that don't always reflect the nice aspects of ourselves so to speak mm -hmm. that way we can learn that man it's okay to work through and be developed as a being in the things that you learn to achieve yeah. that's it beautiful Tasha, tell us how we can find you and how anybody who wants to connect with you can see yes. the, what you have going on so I'm on Facebook, um, Latasha Timberlake, or you can even reach out Lillian Timber Farms. We're on Facebook, um, Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook, Lillian Timber Farms. You can shoot an email, um, Lillian Timber Farms at gmail.com. Um, I'm right now. Um, a lot of people have been asking me to do a retreat or do some classes. So I actually <laughs> used to do small gatherings um, prior to COVID. 
Um, but you know, a lot of people don't understand like what comes into play when you're holding space like that. And so I just, I'm just making sure that I'm in the right space for that. There are some things that I am wanting for myself right now, some in, some intentional, I guess we articulated as selfishness, but I articulated as just serving myself what I need. Right. right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, once I am at a space where I feel good about those things, then I will begin to um, open space for others. Yeah. Yeah, we doing that too. That's why we here. Just so y'all know, I'm, I'm we birthing a retreat, bro. It's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Speaking of what we got coming up, down now. All right. So you guys, if you don't know, we have the man cave meetup. That's gonna be the last Monday of the month. Uh, we have a guest that's gonna show us how to partner cigars with um cognac, cognac, right? Um, but we're gonna be talking family life goals and balance. We also do have our next masterclass is going to be coming up. We don't have a date yet, right, Dr. Damon? We're going to be sharing that real soon. Like in the but next we do have our first live masterclass that we're going to be doing in January, which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't know, I know we've always had a, every single time we meet up, huh? 22nd, January 22nd. January 22nd. So for you all that would love to know how to get your values in alignment, um, a lot of things that Ms. Uh, Timberlake has discussed with us today about how to flow in the harmony, about how to get grounded, about how to be attentive about things that really do control our lives in such a way that we would like to release. We actually have a dialogue. We have built a curriculum and a masterclass around a lot of things that we find really do bring value to us being the best creators. And I'm excited about it because it's been valuable, not just in the space with me and Dr. Damon, but also you can see a lot of things that um, Latasha has been speaking of that's brought success to her life and how she brings success to relationships are things that we've actually set down, specifically set an intention on creating in this curriculum. And that's what the Manhood Masterclass is about. And, and I think, you know, it's important to say, so what we're talking about, one of the things Donna and I talked about with this is like, we didn't want to come in and sit in this counseling session for six hours because one, we're not counselors, but we also understand that how important it is for men to really take some time for yourself and, and to be able to sit in a space that is simply focused on you and what you think and feel you need to be your best self. So this is not, this is not, let's come sit in this circle room and talk about our feelings. This is an event where we're going to explore in a fun way, what it feels like to see my best self. Then we're going to explore what it looks like to show up in that best self in that moment. And in a matter of two hours, you can walk away from this being a better man then you were walking in and then we're going to finish it up with a cocktail hour so that we can, we can really, really get to know one another and make some connections. So we're really excited about this event. And when you talk about Latasha asking of yourself and how you want to show up for when you're ready for that event, that's what he means when Donnell said we, we're ready for that. And that's what we have bringing to the table. So we're that. really excited. And we thank you for inspiring that and everything that has really come from this, um, and we can't wait to get our feet in your soil. I know. Thank you all. I appreciate you both. Yeah, you, you know, both of you are beautiful. Um, I just, I love your love and I love um, the work that you are, are doing and how you are, you know, activating others to activate themselves. And, you know, this is, this is just the beginning and you, you plant a seed, you know, you're just planting seeds. Thank you for seeds. that. You, you, 
you did that. You planted that seed and we're so excited um, to, to grow. So um, be on the lookout. If you guys are still following with us live on this one, thank you for coming in. Keep asking questions. You guys can um, send us some questions on this post because it's still going to be here on Facebook. Also um, other channels where you see the man cave. And I'm going to finish up by telling you guys, if you're not in the man cave, you need to be here and how to get there is to message me, Donnell, ask Latasha. She can point you in the right direction because that's what she does. You see it. Um, but I want you all to go and check out our work um, and check out our projects and our events and the things we have coming up at our website uh, manhoodmasterclass.com you'll find a link to join the man cave and you'll find a link to get your ticket to the events that we have coming up so thank you guys any lasting words for us Latasha? I, you know I just say in all things like I speak to myself every day you know living your truth mm, I love it thank you so much you have a You're wonderful welcome. wonderful day you too loves until <laughs> next care. time <laughs>